All right, episode five. We made it. Yep, a talking duo, Christian and Justin. We don't need to introduce ourselves. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I just think it helps to have a voice to the name, to the voice. All right, I'm Christian. And I'm Justin. <laughs> gotcha. I completely undercut your intro. No, it's okay. Um, I'm, uh, I'm honored to be here. What was that voice? I don't know. Some Liverpool voice. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and, and get to some follow-up from the last episode. Um, but first, our coasters. Mm, yes. Uh, what would we be without our coasters? Yeah. Let me grab mine. Okay. Um, mine, I'll start with mine. Mine is Sherlock Holmes, the Robert Downey Jr., Guy Ritchie film. It was so good. I loved it. Yeah. The, um, so in, since we are at a table today, we aren't actually using them as coasters. I am. Oh, you, you are. are. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Hold on. Let me use it, mine as a coaster. Yeah. I think it softens the blow of putting your cup down. Yeah. I see you testing that. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So what I did was I walked into my room where all my movies are in the dark and grabbed one at random um, without being able to see uh, for you and one for me. And you ended up with Sherlock Holmes. Uh, anything peculiar about that Sherlock Holmes in sp- specifically? Um, that, that DVD case. Oh, yeah. It's a, re- it's a rental. <laughs> I feel like you bought a used version and it just was just in the rental packaging. Yeah, man. I Half of my movie collection I bought from a closing down Blockbuster video. Yes. Buy for, Blockbuster. For like pennies on the dollar. Thank you, Blockbuster Oh my gosh, video. yeah. Like 99 cents for a ton of movies. Man, where would we be um, without Blockbuster video as a society? Like as a kid, not like wanting to watch movies, but not being able to just... Pull them up on the internet or download them from iTunes. Like, yeah. Well, I, I have very, very specific memories of the movie rental place that I was that I went to regularly when I lived in Yuma. It was called Five Star Video. And then when we came here, mm. there was Hollywood Video. Yep, Hollywood Video. And then I don't. I never really went to Blockbuster a ton. We we kind of went back and forth between Blockbuster and Hollywood Video. But now movie rental stores are a thing of the past. Thing of the past. Um, wow. My coaster is Timeline. It's a – hold on. Let me uh, – Timeline. They had to travel into the past to save the future. Oh, classic time travel movie oh, always. Yeah. And um, it is based off of a Michael Crichton book and – I really liked this movie when I was younger. I haven't watched it in a long time. I don't know if it will hold up. But mm. uh, Paul Walker, Gerard Butler. Michael Crichton. He wrote uh, Jurassic Park. Yeah. yeah. Him of the same Jurassic Park fan. Cha. Dude, I just want to get into it. I just Let's just go. Oh, we're let's, going. Yeah. We're y- going. You were hungry when we got over here. So where did we go? Uh. We got some more follow up. We can't just oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. All that. Uh, yeah I, what, yeah what's more follow up? <laughs> um, oh yeah we, we so we have a little bit of a different podcasting setup 
this week where we're both recording on the same microphone. Oh yeah. The blue the blue situation. Yeah, so my Yeti, our Yeti, because you yeah. you bought half of it, is um on its way to California right now as we speak to be returned to blue. Yep. And uh hopefully it will get a warranty replacement and I'll have it back later this week. That'd be awesome. Can't wait. So we're we're together uh, huddled next to Christian's microphone, and we'll talk a little bit more about that setup here in just a minute. Um, the other thing I wanted to follow up with from the last episode was Levi, uh, our friend Levi's oh, yeah. uh, YouTube channel. Um, He's a video blogger, and when I messaged him about that, because we wanted was. To, we wanted to put that channel into our description yeah and he has not posted them yet so he, okay. just, he just has a bunch of videos when he does we're gonna tell you about it yeah we'll we, we will follow up again and have levi's channel in the description then so cool cool more follow-up um yeah well did you did you want to follow up with anything from school we, we i know we had to cut short some of that oh. topic but if you had any more to say about school if you don't that's okay um yeah, I don't think so. Substitute teaching I life. S- I'm subbing. I subbed all week last week. This week I'm only subbing Thursday and Friday, and I'm so glad to have these first three days of the week off. It's yeah. awesome. Sub life. <laughs> awesome. So, to Taco Bell. Yep. Yeah, you, you, you came over. I was hungry. And the solution, as it often is, is Taco Bell. Beefy five layers. Uh, multiple beefy five layers. But we ran into um, an issue where we pulled up to Taco Bell. There's one person in the drive-thru. They're ordering at the microphone, and uh, we're sitting there, and we're sitting there. Usually, yeah, usually, like, we're totally fine with, like, waiting a second. We're just talking and already, like, just in a conversation. And I feel like for some reason the Taco Bell drive-thru always takes a while. I don't know why, but yeah. it seems like it always takes a while. There's always some some good waiting time. But this one, this one in particular, like, was too long to ignore. Yeah, and so we're sitting there and we're like, what in the world is going on? And we... We were directly behind the, the person, you know, at the at the window. Right, we were next in line and we had been there for like 10 minutes already and nothing had happened. I, I didn't even hear the intercom coming on. Um, yeah, I was driving and I was, I was, I could, I was like, I see, I saw her through her window mirror and she seemed highly unresponsive to many of the things that were the people said on the microphone. I think she just re- required uh, a little bit of extra thinking time, mm. which goodness, you're at a drive through Taco Bell. This Don't is a place you it. intended to go to and you're thinking. A lot. Do you want a hard tortilla or a soft tortilla? Goodness, I would hate to be to be like their tax person or something. I don't know, maybe not tax person. They're some somebody requiring them to make decisions. <laughs> Anybody. Gosh, if Taco Bell is a is an obstacle in their life, deciding on this or that. We got to the we got to the window after them, and oh, actually, a guy behind us. I looked at him out my window, and I was like, right? And he was like, 
come on! Like, he yelled, and I was like, <laughs> oh, frick. <laughs> like, roll, roll up your window. Roll up. <laughs> that wasn't me. But, yeah, and so finally she orders, and she, like, goes up to the window, and then we order real quick, and then we go up behind her, and then they hand her the the food through the window, and then she meticulously checks her order. It was a bag. A bag, one bag. She wasn't ordering for, like, the office. She was just getting a bag. Right. And uh, and then she drove off. And, um, yeah, it got us thinking, like, what is some good drive through etiquette? Oh, it turned out that she, I was like, wow, did she order, like, 75 burritos? I said that to the girl at the at the window and she was like ha, 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 handed us our food and she said she ordered two things and we drove off <laughs> and i was like oh wow yeah she she was in the note too she understood the ridiculousness of this but yeah about that, yeah. that led us to think about drive through etiquette so drive through etiquette when you're ordering food you kind of have to go through a series of checklists in your mind of is this an order that i take through the drive-thru or is this an order that is going to be so difficult and complicated um or am i a very indecisive person and do i need to go inside to order this food and stand at the back for a little bit just looking at the menu right right oh no please go ahead i'm still trying to figure out what i want perfectly acceptable inside not possible in the drive-thru right we have cars running, waiting. That doesn't. I mean. So um, I don't know, let's let's think up some ground rules for the drive-through. So the way I see it, Christian, is that there's really three main things that you need to think about uh, when you are preparing to enter a drive-through as to whether or not it is necessary to use the drive-through. The first thing is. How complicated is my order? Because if your order is very complicated, you're going to take a long time to order. And so, like, you know, if there's a car full of eight people and everybody's really picky eaters and you all want side items and you all want multiple items, it's going to be easier for everybody involved, including you, including the people that work there, including the people that are behind you in line if you just go inside in order. Also, I feel like she was asking what was inside all of these things that she was ordering. I feel like that could have been a possibility. Right, and that leads me to point two. So point two is if this is your first time at the restaurant, obviously go inside. Or if you're very unfamiliar and have like a lot of dietary restrictions and you're unfamiliar with the menu – Go inside to order. Don't don't spend the entire time that you have for the day sitting there in the drive-through asking questions through a microphone. That's bad. That's that, that's not a good experience for you. Yeah, so just go inside and order. Honestly, even I feel like the, the amount of time she took it was like ten minutes. The t- amount of time she took would be outrageous, even in in inside if she was at the front of a line and hadn't thought through her stuff. So that would be a, another important thing. Uh, even think about it. If you're in line inside, think about it before you even go up to the front. Probably. I mean, think about the questions you're going to ask at least. Right. Have some level of preparation before you dive in. And then the third thing is if you're just generally an indecisive person and can't make decisions, go inside. Spend that time inside. 
Like the drive-through, the purpose of the drive-through, the drive-through exists to facilitate the quick and speedy exchange of your money for their product. And she obviously did not know that. <laughs> yeah, but we're here. <laughs> we're alive. It was just very inconvenient. <laughs> so now on to our setup. Um, like we said, we're both talking into one microphone, um, which is going to be easier for editing, but uh, less good for sound because we aren't talking into both. I guess we'll see. Are you in saying the editing process? The soundproofing? Well, I, I'm getting to that. You can't. You can't give. Oh, that, I thought you said that. No. Uh, I, so, like, um, talking into one microphone uh, has its advan- advantages on the editing side, but from the practical standpoint of having both of our vocals isolated separately, um, you know, we aren't going to get to do that this episode, right? But we do have some soundproofing now. Um, so hopefully it is making, making a noticeable difference, but we've got six, um, sound panels bought off of Amazon. I'll, I'll link in the show notes to those sound panels, but we've glued them with a spray adhesive to one of those like science fair project boards Mm -hmm. that folds and stuff. Right, um, to make like a little cave um, for us to put the microphone in and talk into, and um, yeah, it was it was kind of a fun experience putting these all together. Yeah, it's good. It works. I love it. So we built these sound panels, and uh, I think they're working out well. Um, pretty cheap. It was only I want. I think it was like less than fifteen bucks to buy these six panels. And, uh, they're all like one foot squared. Uh, I think they're, they're like two two foot squares because or two feet. Yeah, you're, you're right. They're one foot squares with little like two inch um, like triangles, like little yeah, like little, tr- little pyramids, little pyramids sticking out. Classic sound panels. Have yeah, you ever seen those? Yeah, looks really professional. Except that we we sprayed them to <laughs> stick to cardboard. Um, but that gives it a little bit of structure, a little rigidity, and yeah. Uh, and now we now we just speak into this cave. Yeah, it will be interesting to see when we get two microphones uh, what the setup will look like. Because right now we got these two little like modular, uh, like one quarter of a full cube, like one little mm-hmm. like corner of a cube pulled out. Um. So hopefully we'll figure out a good way to use these with two microphones, but we might just end up buying more. Pretty soon we'll have a whole room just filled with yes, with a bunch of a silent room. Oh, a, the silent room. Mm. Have you? Um, okay, you. I think you told me about this. You told me about an article, or yeah, an article, and somebody, somebody. I, I think I learned about it from um, the Veritasium YouTube channel, where Derek from Veritasium uh, goes in and. Uh, sits in like the world's quietest room. It's got like crazy amounts of sound dampening materials all over the place. And if you're just sitting in the center, people have like you could you could go insane if the, you're in there longer that, than what like ten minutes. I don't know. That, that's like the theory. Like he he obviously didn't go insane, but <laughs> he uh, um, 
Yeah, yeah, that was kind of the theory, and he was just kind of uh, sitting in there for a really long time. I can't remember how long it was. It was like 40 minutes, 45 minutes, something like that. I wonder I wonder if the effect that would make people go insane is that – because it's not to say that, oh, you can no longer think, but I wonder if the active dampening of sound like almost rejects your thoughts from even like coming to fruition inside your mind. You're like thinking and you are deafened by the sound around by the lack of sound around you it's like sucking the sound out of your mind i don't i don't think that's how th- i don't know i would works. this is how i'm thinking about it. this is how this is how i'm picturing it like being in there because like wh- how else would you go insane do you need like weird little air like room sound to like function you must you must need weird little room sound to function well, I, and not I, go insane. I, I, I think you, you go insane by just like like the lack of stimulus, like in theory. Like, I, again, I don't know if anybody's actually gone insane. I think that's a fun point to, but, to like entertain. Yeah, sure. But I think it's just the lack of stimulus. Like your ears don't – are constantly being stimulated with things and in the in the room like your ears don't have any – stimulus and like you can hear like the blood like oh yeah moving through your eardrum and that even maybe dampens that no like that that it can it becomes so quiet that you can even hear that oh that like, you can hear that wow have you ever heard that before like when i'm asleep and my ears on my pillow i could hear my heartbeat sometimes i thought it was a but, train but it's not it's not even like the heartbeat like like sometimes i sleep with an earplug in the ear that is not on the pillow and so I'll put the, the earplug in, but then the ear on the pillow, if I like position, get it positioned just right, you can hear like the, like the fluid movement. It sounds like a, like a, ew, weird like through your ear. Yeah. I feel like that's like the heartbeat sound that I probably heard. Like it moves like with your heartbeat, but it's, 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 it's a very like fluid sounding sound. That would it's, probably it's not be the, the sound it's, that it's, I heard. It's not the thudding of your heartbeat. It's like a... Yeah. Yeah, that would surely be what... Because I couldn't actually hear my heartbeat. It's too far away. The closest thing to my ears would be the veins or whatever, the little the little capillaries. Yeah, the, the blood like flowing through. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if we'll get uh, our soundproofing set up uh, quite as quiet as that. And eerie. Um, ah, eerie ears. But, man, that'd be really fun. I, I I think that'd be really fun to go like sit in that quiet room. Yeah, it would be so fun. It'd be so interesting. What a weird experience. I feel like it'd be really relaxing. Yeah, until you go insane. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Well, Christian, you got the chance so like this this was your birthday this last weekend this last saturday was your Mm -hmm. birthday and you're 45 years old yep no uh yeah 45 i've been losing track of the years (laughs) no 23 uh and uh at your surprise birthday party which yeah oh it was a surprise it was so great and i wasn't i wasn't there oh yeah um it's okay but I, I knew about it. Sorry. So, yeah, so publicly apologize if no, you're not okay. being at it's your okay. surprise birthday party. Um, it was a blast. Oh, yeah. Surprised. And I, we were, uh, we, it, it, like, it was just, it was just so fun. The, the house was really well decorated, decorated, like, strong lights, 
from the ceiling, mm. everything like that. And one of the confetti cannons when you walk <laughs> in. <laughs> yeah, one of the uh, one of the um, little things that we did was enjoyed a little bit of virtual reality. My friend Haley bought this the little cardboard setup box thing with two magnifying things that you put up to your eyes. And if you have this virtual reality app on your phone, it like splits the screen and like makes it sets you up for virtual reality. How much is that cardboard thing? I don't know, probably like ten bucks or something. Do, like that. Does she have? Much. Does she have like a special phone? It or comes is with she using an iPhone. It comes with she is using an iPhone, but it comes with the new Samsung phone. It's like advertised with it. Like if you want to experience virtual reality, get this phone. But, but it's just the cardboard and yeah, it's really app just, that you yeah, download. Exactly. Okay. Uh, and it was, it was, it was unreal. Oh my goodness. You have to experience virtual reality. Um, I have not experienced virtual reality. I know, dude, it, it will blow your mind. It's crazy. Okay. So it, it seems like you can, it seems like you can imagine it. I've heard people talk about virtual reality before and I've thought, oh wow. Yeah, I'm sure it's amazing. I'm sure it's crazy. I'm sure it's like really cool. It's, it's probably like things I was equating it to are like, 3D movies and, mm-hmm. you know, th- experiences like, uh, well, really probably that's probably my closest, um, Do you remember, example. do you, like, have you ever been to, um, Gameworks? No. What is that? Like Dave and Buster's? Oh, yeah. Remember, I, I think Dave, Dave and Buster's bought out all of the Gameworks, but I remember being a kid going to Gameworks and they had this, uh, game, it was like this yellow helmet that was like suspended. Oh yeah, from the you're like a helicopter you, you driver, like, right? You like pull it down. I don't know. I think you're like a turret gunner. Yeah, and then you just like can spin around in every direction, and you're like shooting stuff, but you're just standing there spinning around. Yeah, so I did that too. That's like the closest to virtual yeah. reality that I've but done. But no, virtual reality. I feel like virtual reality developers at the time of that helmet thing didn't fully utilize the potential of virtual reality. And I think just now they've figured out ways to blow your freaking mind using this device. I found myself, okay, so I was, I put on head, put on headphones, which are like half of the experience, putting on the headphones and everything, everything's being, uh, being sent through to your ears through this surround sound situation and all the sound is so realistic and I the, the first thing that I did was I was I ended up on this cliffside looking at and everything is super digital everything is obviously fake and like pixelized but it, but it still tricks your your brain yep it still tricks your brain you're you're still in this world you're still super in this world and I was uh, I was sitting on this I was standing on this cliff cliffside uh, and I saw albatross, a couple albatross, uh, standing next to me, looking at me. And there was a function that said, cl- like, click on this albatross. And it was like, it's basically the way a camera is set up, the button in the top right corner. And I selected the albatross, and it was like, and it, it, it took off in flight, and I was following it. I was following it over this ocean. So I'm following this albatross over the ocean, looking around at this crazy. I actually felt like I was super high off the ground. It was so clear to me 
how far from the ground I was, from the ocean I was. And I looked down. As I was over the sea, I looked down and I saw a beautiful whale, a huge whale, and, and her baby. It was a mama whale and her baby. I looked down and I was, I, I got a little teary-eyed. It was insane. It was so ridiculously majestic. And I'm, I'm just still flying through the air with this albatross. And I, I guess the, a, a way to describe the awe that I felt was, um, was kind of like similar to the Grand Canyon. When I first saw the Grand Canyon, I had pictured it. I had seen pictures, but it wasn't until I actually got there that my breath was taken away by how huge it was. It was enormous, and you can see for miles. It's insane. That's how virtual reality was for me. So that was one experience. Uh, another experience, there are, there are like several little scenarios that you can play out in virtual reality. Um, one of them <laughs> included like a horror scene, and one of our friends was brave enough to try that. I say, screw that every day. Nope, nope, 100%. You're, this wheel, you're, you're in a wheelchair being pushed through an insane asylum, and you're like looking, looking into different rooms, I'm thinking. And I, I think some, some of the situation from, from like what, I, what I gathered was you end up getting pushed downstairs and stuff, like terrifying. <clears throat> like you could see this in a movie and it would not have nearly the same effect that it would being there and being in this being wheelchair. Being the person. Yep, absolutely. So crazy. And, but another one that I actually experienced was where I was sitting in the middle of the lake and I was looking around at, at the trees lining the, the edge of the lake and I, I was still in the middle. So I saw the trees and I actually saw a sunrise. I witnessed the sun rising from like over the tree line and it would like somehow the developers captured all of the sensations we feel when we see a sunrise because I felt all of those things. It was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. All of these, not really, but it was very beautiful. And it was the colors contrasting to just portray the, a, a, like an absolutely beautiful sunrise. And then I saw a train like uh, coming, like circling this lake a little bit. And that was cool. I saw the smoke coming out from the top of the train and the train and it started coming toward me and it was just charging me and I could hear its, hear its horn and it was like, did, did you have headphones on? Yeah, I had headphones on and everything okay. and it was coming toward me and closer and closer and closer. And I was like, ah, and I took the head, I took the, took the thing away from my eyes for a little bit, but it turns out that before, just before it, it crashes into you, it just explodes into a thousand tiny butterflies like black butterflies, black maybe maybe bats, but I think they're butterflies. And they were just flying around, and they started circling the lake, and they were just flying all up and around. And then this this situation of all these butterflies flying around ended up turning into uh, a, they they turned into like confetti, and you end up flying high, and and like this confetti this confetti like tube is like following you as you're as you're looking at it. It's like it's almost like propelling you f higher into the sky, this little confetti tube that you're looking into. And then that confetti tube turns into, uh, turns in, I don't, it take, it's like a, it turns into like a portal that kind of takes you to an up close image that you can't really fully see, but you're very, very close to it. Everything, these are, it's pink colors. It's pink and, and, and tan. 
and you're in this world and everything is silent, everything is very quiet and muffled sounding. And then it zooms out slowly and you start circling this thing. You see an ear, you see a face. Oh my gosh, I'm in a womb. I'm in a womb next to this baby. I'm in a womb with a baby. And I zoom out slowly looking at this baby and the baby ends up opening its eyes and looks at you, obviously making eye contact with you. You've never experienced this realistic of eye contact via a screen, via some virtual thing ever, like 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 you, you would in virtual reality. I'm looking at this baby, making eye contact, and then it reaches out its hand and just is like reaching toward me. And then I was like, nope, 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 screw that. It was so weird. <laughs> and But that was the end of it. It just reaches toward me, and then it fades to the credits. And... Man, I cannot stress enough how crazy virtual reality is. We need to try that together. Yeah, I I want to. That's I don't know. It's re- it's really interesting. Like as technology advances, um, I don't know. Do you think that um, do you think technology will get to a point where like the great experiences of life are able to be replicated uh, through technology like that. I was actually thinking that. I was thinking that as I was experiencing this. Like, wow, virtual reality is so good. Could this end up replacing a lot of the human experience? But I know for a fact there will be some point, just like the robot's potential to like take over everything, I know that there will be a point where humans are just like, okay, no, okay. This this has gone too far. I know that we have to experience a situation like that, like the Uncanny Valley, when something mm-hmm. gets so close to looking human but isn't, and it gets more and more terrifying the closer it looks to being a human. I think something similar will happen when we come to a realization that, okay, we cannot, we cannot let virtual reality and robots literally take over everything. Even though it may make it easier for some things to happen than if a human were doing it, We'd still there's nothing that can be traded for the human experience. But but what do we do if we like pass a point of no return? Like we want to go back, but I think now there we will can't. be I think there will be many volunteers to to uh, venture into a world of darkness, a world where of simplicity, where we they just go nope. This robot thing is getting crazy. Let's go back to growing our own vegetable. Like we're gonna, you know what I mean? I think it would have to. We'd have to basically like, as a community, there will be little communities probably starting from scratch, just because like they've been burned too much by this lack of human interaction. But where where can you where can you start from scratch? Like you can't go to start your own country. Some like, I mean, sure, it would just be like communities similar to Amish communities, except, except, I mean, it probably wouldn't look the same exactly, but you know, you know, like just a very, very simple way of doing things. I'm sure more and more people will buy into that as the reality of robots taking over gets realer and scarier. Do you think that our robot overlords will approve of us living the, that lifestyle oh my goodness i think we'll we would surely have to we'd probably get to the point of screw that before robots end up overlording entire like little civilizations you hope but you know if one person in a lab somewhere creates an ai like literally an artificial intelligence and they're connected to the internet and can start controlling 
everything electronic. Like, we just have to try, we have to take the necessary measures to not bind our souls to electronics. I think some people have done that in this really scary way, but I know I haven't. I've, I am, I do not foresee myself succumbing to an electronic um, force, you know, influencing most of my life. But, but where, where's that line? How do you know, how do you know where to stop (laughs) that, that old, uh, uh, like anti drug campaigns stop right. stop before you start or well I see it with phones I see it with my phone like if I find myself texting when I'm in when I'm around people I'll stop myself I I know I have like boundaries even with this little phone that seems it has proven to to be very useful and makes life easier in some ways I still would never trade it for human human interaction. So, I mean, I'm just thinking we could take similar precautions when it comes to even more interactive things. So what if right now we are actually living in virtual reality and we don't know? What are some signs that would tell us, based on your experience with virtual reality, Mm -hmm. that the world as we see it and know it now is but a facade and we are actually already under the overlords of yeah. of robots well i had i did have a uh, a little a little idea that if virtual reality can so accurately replicate uh a lot of senses definitely hearing and seeing what's to stop it from also replicating smelling and touch you know but the one thing that that <laughs> I'm, I, I'm imagining a little thing that you plug into like the uh like the lightning adapter at the bottom of the phone <laughs> that shoots little scents at your yeah, nose. Yeah, like the scents and stuff. Yeah, and you need yeah. to buy you need to buy little cartridges full of scents because you got to get more of this virtual reality situation. Virtual smell. Yeah. Um I was just I just uh was met with the terrifying nightmare of like I mean what like what would it look like if virtual reality replicated consciousness? And I know for sure that that cannot like that cannot happen where we like uh, end up inside of someone else's like soul. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's probably the one thing that separates. Um, the, well, I mean, like if this was all, uh, if we're living in some kind of virtual reality, like I don't know how to explain my um, motivations and my like what what I would describe as like my soul, my the deep deep it's very it's hard to to like like quantify the soul stuff but i know that that would be very very like very like impossible i f- i feel like it's impossible to replicate virtually like wouldn't you agree that's that's probably the one thing that separate will always separate us from robots or things that we can create that aren't organic yeah, uh, it gets confusing t- uh, if if artificial intelligence is possible, which there are plenty of people that don't think that it is possible um, to to fully make uh, an artificial intelligence. But but in, but as, yeah. as assuming for the sake of our purposes on this podcast right now, if if it is possible, and it tells it and it you know 
it it says that it's conscious that it has a soul um how do you how do you know that it doesn't well in creating something with intelligence we're basically we basically would know that we're giving something intelligence and we know that intelligence isn't the limit of the human experience and there is way more to human life than intelligence there is also uh there's also conscience and there is also um there's also conscience and there's also um emotions and motivation beyond beyond just a goal you know right but um in, in a lot of ways we kind of have to assume other people experience that in the same way because we can't fully get in the mind of somebody else and so if you have this computer program that you've created that is now thinking for itself that is now weighing its own motivations and and deciding trying to decide what is the best course course of action for it and what its desires are i don't know um, if it can have desires like motivation i think well that would that, be that would be us. what an artificial intelligence is motive like mo- motivation lies in intelligence well like artificial intelligence is a entity a computer program that is no longer acting purely under the restrictions of what we've told it to so do so beca- it becomes independent but it becomes independent it functions with its own best interest in mind so it would have a source of life it would have like things things required for like in, independent things required for independence a source of life um a function probably and an ultimate like goal i'm i'm sure like this the the longing that humans have in their souls like what what is the meaning of life what is the meaning of all of this uh humans have found have found like have found meaning in life like it's possible for humans to find meaning in life what would the what would the meaning what would the meaning of a that that are, like what meaning would a robot find for its life other than to serve humans i don't know but 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 that that's the whole point is is if it is truly an artificial intelligence if it is truly an independent entity it can make those determinations itself yeah i i also think that something necessary for the for the experience of life is also growth and i could see an artificial intelligence growing in its knowledge and and in its data intake you know it could end up sure maybe it could end up knowing more than all humans but there are still some things that it could not know that are that are just purely uh the things that it, that it would know would be limited to data and their life the experience of life is beyond data but but knowing things isn't a measure of consciousness but right. but but we're but if if this thing is created if 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 it you know a program inside of a computer is created that then reaches a point to where it now 
can do things for itself, think things for itself, make conclusions for itself, and it says that it is conscious, how could how can you measure that it's not? How how, how can you know that it, it isn't actually self-aware? Well, I guess you would have to measure that based off of what its conclusions were based off of. What like what how does it base its conclusions? Is it is it thinking I need to do this in order to what to make to for my own survival because I don't know if there'll be a point when he, when the survival of robots is under siege yeah I you know I don't know like I like we could destroy but, but them. that's the old sci that's the that's the entire basis for all the robot sci-fi movies is that they feel threatened that an artificial intelligence comes into existence and it determines that the only way that it, you know, in the timeline of forever, the only way that these robots can continue to exist is to kill all the humans because the humans will eventually destroy the robots or destroy the earth or a combination of the both and make an environment where robots existing no longer exists. Well, I think if if we ever get to the point where we need to come up with a, a bill of rights, so to speak, for robots, I don't think that list would be very long because robots don't have the same rights that plants do. You know, they don't they don't even have the same rights. They don't have the same rights that anything living does. But, but if it says that it's living, that it's a conscious being, that it can communicate with people and talk with people, and and it and it appears for all intents and purposes that this is a conscious thing, I would still have no that, problem that killing it. That doesn't change what the rights are for the robot. Hmm. I, I just think I mean like a plant doesn't have any like because if it's just com- if it's just computer parts then it's just like things owned by somebody but if it's something that says I'm alive I'm here and I'm fearful that my owner is going to delete me fear fear well that that is something I feel like that that's in, inherent to humans inherent to it's humans. definitely not just inherent to humans. Well, inherent to yeah, li- to living thing to like, but that, see, that's weird. Like organic that's, things. That's, like that's the whole point, though. Is is so like somebody's like coding away, programming a program, and all of a sudden they reach this point where all of the the programs air, like I got all it from the here. program aligns up perfectly to open up the possibility of of this thing. Existing completely autonomously of the being originally created, what the original creator originally created it for, and now it functions completely autonomously. And it says stuff like, like it experiences fear. How do you like? That's the whole. How does it know what fear is? How would it know? I wonder if you could program. How do, fear how do into you know? Like, like that's the, that's that's surely the programmer would know. Like, I don't know if a robot could like go outside of like things that it was given. 
You know what I mean? But, like, well, but the, but that's the whole point. If it is truly an artificial intelligence, it becomes capable of doing just that. Hmm. Would it be able to feel love? Like, because like, I feel like if there's fear, there would have to be love that would defeat fear. Like, I believe love defeats fear. So you'd have to have some kind of, like, love or something to assure the robot that it is safe, that it is secure, that it is loved. But now, but now you're treating the robot uh, very specifically and counter to to kind of what you were. I know saying I, that's about, about the value of robot life. Right. I don't think I don't think it I don't think it has the capacity for love. Also, it doesn't. Then it's like, and as a result, it doesn't have a capacity for fear. But what if it does? What if it's saying that it? does and is experiencing that could it also i mean it could just as easily say i experience love i'm experiencing love thank you for taking care of me and it's like right like well it could be like you could express things outside of love um i mean maybe i don't know like but but that that's the whole that's the whole question is is if it is saying that it is experiencing these things, how can you determine – can you determine if it is or isn't, and does it matter? Do you, do you have to respond assuming that it can because it says it does? I don't know if I would ever have any motivation to do so. Like I don't know if people would – Some it would require some uh, a psychopath to be to have some – to have some like some feeling of like of love or like like to i don't i don't know what like you'd have to be so removed from like some something i don't know to like extend a right to a robot you know a right like that but you can con- converse with it you can you can talk talk with it have conversations with it learn more about it it learns more about you you can share experiences with it what would there be to learn about it if you know, if you like made it, because the whole point is that it's an artificial intelligence. It now has its own. It says it now has its own consciousness and is is developing its own ideas. And you can have discussions. It can develop its own ideas. What would those come from? Like it would have to be just mathematical ideas. I don't know if it could ever have any like philosophical ideas. Why not? That, well, why would that be a limit of if this thing has passed this point? To where it is now functioning consciously, why why would it be limited in what it could think about? I just think there there are like that's fantasy. Like that's there would need to be some weird like magical element involved to give it like an ability to think philosophically. Like there would have to be you know like in in fantasy in order for a universe the universe to work there needs to be. A magical element, something to like totally defy all odds and make anything possible. And I just don't know if, if like that exists in the world to make a robot, uh, like feel, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think that's a fair point. I think that's, that's where a lot of, a lot of very smart people do land in thinking that that is impossible for uh robots 
to ever develop actual artificial intelligence. And that is a very, you know, real standpoint, viewpoint to take. But there are still, you know, hundreds of people worldwide that are also very intelligent that believe that it's not only possible, but they are actively trying to make that happen. Yeah, wow. To give a robot a soul somehow. Finding there, I think that's just going to be a lifelong, like a very futile endeavor. That's just my opinion. Like, good luck trying to trying to build a soul. Because when when you look at programming, like there doesn't appear that there should be any reason that you couldn't develop a program that could begin to like run completely like autonomously like they 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 already build programs in a way to where they will function um in a way that we don't fully understand like trying to solve a problem and and you'll give it the problem to solve and it will just run and run and run and run and run and run and run until it solves the issue and you don't know everything that it went through to solve the issue. You know, like you look at robots that, that play like chess and and they are able of completely analyzing like yeah. the chessboard and working through possible things and weighing what they think that you're going to do based on what you did previously. Mm-hmm. Like that that is a lot, a lot of programming. Um. Yeah. Even self-driving cars, like like it's having it's having to make decisions based off of experiences and mathematics. It's all like mathematics that those that those robots in situations like that are like running off of. But it's, it's not just mathematics. It's 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 giving the 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 choice to to these programs to make the decisions based off of everything that they know. And all of the variables, which is basically what we do anyway. Yeah, I mean, there's the unpredictability of, of like, just like life that just happens. Like, a robot could could make all these predictions, and then you go like, you go slightly out of the out of care. You do something out of character or something like that, and that totally throws it off. But does it throw it off, or does it add a new data point? in the mind of the robot of something else to consider something else. And because uh, I mean, that that's, that's how it is when you meet somebody, you like develop very quickly this idea of what you think that about the person. Yeah. And then as new data comes in, it yep. over the long term shapes your view of that person. Yeah. Someone, you know, about that's them. the view that that's the view that everything is mathematical. Like literally every, all of life is math. All of life and I don't know where I stand on that, but that's I know that that's like that's a thought. That's a valid thing. I feel like like everything is math. Well, I like when you say everything is math. Like the to me, that's like everything is science. It's, it or everything is language. It's like yes, 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 well, but no, that's not, like not a, that's not like a helpful description. Well, because everything can be can be calculated. Like all of my everything that I will do, all of my decisions and stuff are based on something that can be reduced to 
well, like, that's no. that's like a predeterminism. Yeah, I mean that's that's just what I'm saying. That like as like far as deterministic robots, view of 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 the world. Yeah, that would be, and then it, for robots to be able to do all this stuff. Yeah, that we're like if if you knew every variable in perpetuity, you could figure out exactly what somebody was going to do. Yep. That's yeah. That's that's what math. That's like what I'm thinking. As far as people who like are like everything is math. Like that's that. Well, I'm going to lighten it up a little bit <laughs> um, from the potential impending doom of the human race because <laughs> of artificial intelligence to uh, something that has just uh, bugged me for such a long time i just i just i just want to find the perfect t-shirt that's 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 all i really want in life is just like like i i've i've had some good t-shirts i have t-shirts that i like but like just uh every t-shirt has something wrong with them i have a couple of t-shirts that i would say are the perfect t-shirt for me at least like i I want one with a thinner collar probably not a ribbed collar um, high quality material, but I, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, I feel like it's Im- impossible to actually find like all of the clothes that you actually want. And you're just always settling for like slightly less than perfect at best. Mm. And yeah, I don't know. Like, well, maybe- what are you, what are you thinking? Like, what are you, what are you- why do you want this perfect shirt for comfortability or for looks or yes well that's the that's the point like if 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 it's the perfect shirt it's going to be supremely comfortable and look really good you know mm-hmm. um you aren't sacrificing on any of the levels to get this shirt because it's perfect it's the perfect shirt and i don't know i, I so i i found a company online that uh, it's called Son of Tailors, and it um, will like tailor a T-shirt for you, but it's like sixty bucks. And oh wow, I mean, yeah. they, they look like really good T-shirts, but it's like sixty bucks. That's really expensive. That's insane. Something I something I uh, just a weird little side note. I feel like talking in the same direction, both of us, under this soundproof thing. Kind of makes it a little bit harder to interact with each other. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'd agree. I think our, our conversation doesn't. We don't feel as engaged with one another because right. we're like talking. It's it's more like presenting. Like we're talking away from each other. Yeah. Okay, sorry, but yeah, that's just the thing that I was thinking. But did you find any? I mean. We could talk more about that, but that's just kind of just the way things are right now. I think the only the only thing that I can think of to really get around this issue would be to begin making my own t-shirts. Yeah. Like, like sewing like sewing them yourself and everything like, like that? Like find a material that I like, buy a butt ton of that material, and then like find a you know um uh, pattern of a t-shirt that is close to what I want and then make some modifications to the pattern and then cut out the pattern on on the fabric and then sew it together 
Um, yeah, wow. And that's that would require a lot of practice. Be a, lot surely, of, a lot of work. Yeah, surely you'd get you have a few um, prototypes that would just fail. You know, because you yeah. want you want you're gonna have to learn from all these. Things. That's gonna take a lot of hours. You should do that though. Yeah, maybe maybe one day. <laughs> well, you also want to make leather bags. Which one do you think will be more difficult? Yeah, I really want a leather duffel bag, but I want it to be like designed so specifically. I want to I want to have complete control over the design. And again, the only way that I can think to do that is to buy leather and find a pattern that's close to what I want and modify the pattern and cut out the leather and sew the leather. And yeah, it's a lot of work. Um but that is definitely something that I plan on doing soon. Um, but it's expensive and yeah, you're not, I'm not going to be good at making leather things right off the bat. Right. So I'm going to have to probably start with simpler items like, I don't know, a wallet or something and like work my way up. A little handbag. Yeah. I'll I'll probably skip the handbag because I'll have nothing to do with it. (laughs) I know for real. 